0: every team, every topic, everywhere this is
1: believe. This is the Believe in Pro Wrestling podcast. Here's Ricky Chino and SP3 on the Believe Podcast Network. Well, it is a Tuesday afternoon, and that can only mean one thing. SP3 and myself, we are back. We are raring to go. We are ready for 45 minutes to a full hour maybe today. Able to go on a little bit early, so we appreciate you guys hopping in to jump the gun with us here at 2.02 Eastern Standard Time on what is Valentine's Day. Uh, Happy Love Day to everybody who celebrates. I hope it's it's everything you, you wish it to be, All I know is I married the right person because neither one of us give a fuck about Valentine's Day, but uh, all save puts money in my pocket. That's all I care about. SP3, how you doing today, my good sir?
0: Happy Valentine's Day to everyone out there. Me and my significant other. We think about what we really want, and I got her some chocolate because she loves some chocolate. And she got me a the challenge t shirt. So I feel like I'm going to MTV the challenge. So I'll be rocking that on an episode of FMC very soon. But for everyone else, it's a Tuesday. We're gonna talk about some wrestling, a lot going on across the wrestling versus WWE, AEW, New Japan Pro Wrestling. So a lot for us to discuss today.
1: Yeah, we're gonna talk about uh, we don't we don't get to talk about New Japan pro wrestling a lot. Uh, but when a free agent comes about by the name of switchblade jay white uh that is definitely worth talking to or uh, talking about and there's a lot of speculation uh or just plain old guessing uh, about where this man may wind up next wwe reportedly making a heavy push and, and may have been for quite some time there they have at least been heavily interested in switchblade so we will talk about uh the prospects of him heading over to WWE or signing with someplace else. Tony Khan uh, made a lot of headlines. This made a lot of headlines this week. Uh, we'll talk about a couple of those and uh, once once we get to the uh, the five count here. But uh, possibility of maybe adding more pay per views to their schedule and what he had to say about that. Also, it, he he made it pretty clear. Sp three. He he don't like WWE very much. I don't know if you knew that already, uh, but he made that pretty uh, damn. Clear. Also, according to Wrestling Observer, the clock is ticking down on a CM Punk decision. Dax Harwood continues to tease what might be next in his pro wrestling career. And oh, yeah, we're like, what, five days away from Elimination Chamber, the last pay per view uh, before WrestleMania? And there's this big blow off between Sami Zayn and Roman Reigns that we really need to dive into. There's a lot to get into today. We appreciate everybody who is joining us here so far. Get your comments in on the. Uh, Ozzie, we don't care about the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl. That's done. We're not living, we're li- we're not living in the past. Uh we go can Patrick Mahomes. All time great Patrick <laughs> that's, Mahomes. That's great. And, that and shout outs to ball Coach ball.
0: Coach Riri, Rihanna, the, the best head coach in NFL history with her halftime, uh, halftime performance slash speech. Where where Patrick Mahomes realized that he can't complain about a hurt ankle when this woman <laughs> performed in a halftime pregnant, the greatest pregnancy reveal in the history of mankind rick eugino don't disrespect coach riri
1: I, I i won't i will not say a negative thing about rihanna ain't no way ain't no how i ain't gonna do that i'm just saying i ain't living in the past super bowl's over nfl playoffs are over we're looking forward time marches on to next season but if you're looking to make some bets like a lot of people did on the super bowl bet online remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season and that may not be football season but hey you got pro and college basketball that's still going on ufc mma pitchers and catchers report today so major league baseball is right around the corner folks you're gonna get the latest odds team matchup information player news game trends it's all at bet online live betting options free contests live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable bet online is truly the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite leagues and events go to the website today or use your mobile device the voice device to join. I tried to combine two words there and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just make sure to use our promo code BELIEVE to get those rewards. That is B L E A V, betonline.ag where the game starts appreciate everybody who is uh tuning in yes as paul Heyman says the nfl game was totally rigged of course it was i'm not going to sit here and say that 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 holding call was as egregious as the one on logan wilson last year but it was still pretty ticky tack i'll say that much uh but regardless again we're moving on from the the nfl uh here to talk about some pro wrestling appreciate everybody who's tuning in and for everybody who is tuning in Who's a regular who has already subscribed? Boy, do we have an offer for you guys here. All right. We are continuing our push to 1,000 subscribers, and we'd like to get 60% of the way there by the end of this month. So if we get to 600 subscribers by the end of February, one of y'all fabulous people is going to win $50 to either WWE shop or shop AEW. But we got to get to 600 by the end of february and this month the shortest one of the year is already half over literally today it's half over so we got to make that push we got to get there tell your friends retweet if you haven't subscribed yet pound that subscribe button and let's get those numbers up we really appreciate you guys so much and hit the thumbs up button like the video it drives up our audience even more so more happy people can find us and join the conversation sp3 since the last time we talked this um Sami Zayn, Roman Reigns, Bloodline, Cody Rhodes, all the interweaving, it, it's getting juicier and juicier by the day. We had a, a fantastic exchange between Sami Zayn and Paul Heyman on Friday night Smackdown where Sami in in the face of the, the, the wise man was a very confident man saying some way, somehow SP3. Roman Reigns' days are numbered. I am walking out of Montreal as the WWE Universal Heavyweight Champion. Then on Monday night, WWE decided to do a very risky maneuver. All right? We, we've talked about this. you got two white-hot guys. Don't make the audience choose between them. Try to keep them separate, right? Keep them separated. You could still do two congruent storylines, but just don't have those two intermingle with one another. Nope. WWE said F that. They had Sami Zayn hijack Monday Night Raw last night and call out Cody Rhodes down to the ring. And admittedly, I was nervous at first because I'm like, what? what is the crowd going to do? You know Brooklyn crowds, all right? They're they're they can get riled up now and they can they're they're an unpredictable bunch. There wasn't a boo. There wasn't an animosity toward anybody, there wasn't picking one side over the other. And what Sammy Zayn did last night was was absolutely just brilliant, layered storytelling where he, he you think he's going to call out Cody Rhodes and talk about, hey, I'm looking forward to challenging you at WrestleMania. That would be like cookie cutter type stuff that we had seen before. But Sammy, like, just looks at him and goes, hey, when you said that I could beat Roman Reigns, did you mean it? Did you, do you really think that I can pull this off? Cody's like, I, of course I did. But I think the question here is, do you think you can beat Roman Reigns? And then Sammy goes into this, 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 this beautiful back and forth of, do I think I could? Yeah. Could I be universal champion? Yes, absolutely. But do I think it's actually going to happen with all of these behemoths that have gone off Roman Reigns, just knocking one dude down after the other. I don't know, and we got we just peeled back another layer layer of this onion that is Sami Zayn, and then Cody Rhodes doing his fantastic work of of just kind of being like the coach, like it, it reminded me a lot of of like Sting and Darby Allen, right? Like like that, where he's like, "Look, man, I fully intend on finishing my story." At WrestleMania, you need to end Roman's reign. You need to finish your story at Elimination Chamber. And these two are getting hyped and they're getting pumped, and the crowd is eating every minute. These two are just standing there, SP3, getting this is awesome chance. This was a big risk by WWE. It absolutely paid off because they worked it brilliantly. They wove these two stories together masterfully last night. And Man, it kind of makes you think and it kind of scratches your head a little bit as to what could possibly happen this Saturday at Elimination Chamber. Have they created any kind of doubt for usb 3 that Roman Reigns is walking away with the Universal Championship? No. But, but, that was
0: some sublime booking by WWE to put their two top baby faces head-to-head And both guys got over Coming out of this where you know You have Sami Zayn who is this Kind of rebel who's not Going into the locker room who's coming Through the crowd on Smackdown On Raw here with the hoodie on And he calls Out Cody Rhodes to find out if Cody Rhodes was just paying lip Service when he said that it's looking more And more like it's going to be Sami Zayn Versus Cody Rhodes and Cody Rhodes saying Yeah I do believe what I said But do you believe and he's like I believe that yeah I can be I can be the univ- the undisputed universal WWE champion. Yes, I can be the uh, main eventer of WrestleMania. But do I think do I think I can beat Roman Reigns? He was like I've been in the trenches with them. Yeah. I've seen guys with so much convention go up against Cody uh, go up against Roman Reigns and he just knocks them down after down. The bloodline always has a plan for it. So do I think, I don't know. I just don't know. And then Cody Rhodes, who is just a such a great motivational speaker when it comes to, you know, the AEW when he was the top baby face in 2019. And that promo where he put his, you know, the, the, the if he's ever going to get another shot at the AEW World Championship against Chris Jericho before full gear 2019, whether it was in the pandemic on that first episode of Dynamite, he was the guy With a mic in the middle of the ring of an empty dailies place in Jacksonville. And he was the motivational speaker for AEW to keep going in the face of the pandemic, or whether it be him in the face of racism, and he solved it with a promo. He, this man. If you have to count on one person to be a motivational speaker, to have him be the motivational speaker, and I guarantee, coming out of Monday Night Raw, there are people based on Cody Rhodes's promo to Sami Zayn and how much passion, how much, how fired up Sami Zayn was getting hearing what Cody had to say and telling him that he needs to finish his story. That all of this, this moment that's happening right now, it's because of you, the the splinters of the bloodline. It's. All because of you, it made him believe that, yeah, I can do it. I do think I can beat Roman Reigns in Montreal, in my hometown, to do it, you know, on the biggest stage possible. They made it feel like. It may be just, you know, uh, uh, the last title defense before WrestleMania, but it could be an Eddie Guerrero versus Brock Lesnar moment from 2004 at No Way Out 2004, which was just supposed to be one last title defense for Brock Lesnar before he versus Coburg at WrestleMania 20. It became the special moment for Eddie Guerrero, and you have people arguing today that it should be that moment for Sami Zayn because you don't get a babyface who is the fan are this behind as far as a d- underdog you heard the crowd last night in brooklyn which was one of the deadest brooklyn crowds of all time at the barclay center they did not care about any woman outside of bianca becky and bailey they did not care about any matches <laughs> they only cared about the promos and this promo most of all was when they were so fired up they were Olay chant. cheers for sammy when sammy's like i don't know if i can do it they're like yes you can yes you can they were fired up for Cody they gave him a big reaction and it made all the people that believe that Cody would get booed if he's not if it's just a one-off with Sami Zayn they made them all look stupid back-to-back weeks Cody Rhodes had a promo exchange and he knocked it out of the park and they have perfectly blended what's going on with Cody Rhodes' story with Sami Zayn's story and the overarching bloodline and Roman Reigns and their era of dominance seemingly about to come to an end either at on Saturday at Elimination Chamber or in 60 something days at WrestleMania, they have brought it all together as we're on the road to WrestleMania. And I think it's just great booking as far as that decision. In in the face of people that didn't think that was the right choice, they made it the right choice due yeah. to the performance of Sami Zayn and Cody
1: Rhodes. No, that yeah, you're right. Look that. The way that they did it was was spot on. It was tactical and it, it absolutely worked. Doesn't mean it wasn't a gamble, but it 100 percent paid off. But now here you are. The, the part of the part of the gamble here is is the more and more that people get behind Sammy, the more you're going to have people like Frantic Worlds asking here, are they going to do a triple threat? At WrestleMania, could Sami Zayn possibly win at Elimination Chamber and then it be Cody Rhodes versus Sami Zayn? You've already said you don't think they're necessarily leaning that way, but the more momentum Sami gets, I mean, part of doing what they're doing last night, in my opinion, means that they are leaving the door open for the possibility of major WrestleMania changes. But here's the problem with doing it, and here's why I ultimately don't think that they're going to change this late in the game sp3 because based off of what we know as far as the reported matches are the trickle down of all of this is it it changes up most of your entire card if you really honestly think about it so let's just say Sami Zayn wins on saturday okay well now he's the champion are you going to do Cody Rhodes versus uh Sami Zayn in the main event, or are you going to do what? What do you do with Roman Reigns? Does Roman Reigns now? Are you able to pull the Rock out of your ass and you do Rock versus Reigns without the title on the line? If that's something that you. Have had up your You can't do. And, uh,
0: let, let's not even. Let's not even play with people. That's not even honey, dick The Rock is not going to be at WrestleMania. Let's not. That's not even an option for them. Right. It's but an out. It, the it, the, the it. things that the options that they have, and I think uh I think it was Sean Resep that put it perfectly. It's either Roman versus Cody, it's Roman versus Sammy, or it's Roman working on both nights, or it's a triple threat. And yeah. I think that you know the. To go with the plans that they want to go it should be roman and cody uh but if they wanted to, what I would do to capitalize on all of this, if you if you're gonna if you're gonna, you know, really capitalize on it all, and there's no bigger star than Roman Reigns, you have them headline both nights, but you don't scrap what you already have planned. You you this means that on night one of WrestleMania, you kick off the show with the Usos versus Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. And you end the show with Cody Rhodes versus Roman Reigns for the WWE Championship. And then you do Night 2 with Roman Reigns versus Sami Zayn for the Universal Championship. If you really wanted to change the plans, that's the route you should go. But they've already kind of put themselves in a corner by making Cody's challenge for the undisputed universal All championships right. they sh- they could have they could have allowed themselves a gateway out of this to change plans due to the momentum that Sami Zayn had on the first raw after the raw Rumble Cody reiterates he only wants the WWE championship. But by saying that whole promo and him ending it with I'm going for the Undisputed Universal uh, Championship, you've pretty much put yourself in a corner of you you have to do this Cody and Roman match.
1: Right. And so, like, I, I think... The, the biggest, again, the biggest issue with putting Sammy into the main title match at WrestleMania is what happens to the Usos, what happens to Kevin Owens, what happens to the tag title program. And again, you get into that trickle down of, oh, well, do we pivot the Usos and do we go in another direction? Do we have them go against the Street Profits? Do we have them go against another team that we're building up like Sheamus and Drew
0: God, I don't want to see Usos versus Street Profits anymore.
1: That's I'm why I'm saying Well, you're building up Sheamus and, and Drew McIntyre over on SmackDown, you can have them go against the Usos for the tag team titles, but then what happens to your Intercontinental title match that you have planned? And it's trickle down after trickle down after trickle down. Now, what you could do, SP3, and this is something that struck my brain as I was driving home, and I don't hate this. Who says you necessarily have to have a tag team title match at WrestleMania? Because what you could do is you could have Jay Uso Side with Sami Zayn as the ultimate shock moment on Saturday. You have Jay Uso help Sami Zayn capture the WWE Undisputed Universal Championship, beat Roman Reigns in Montreal to what I can only imagine would be the biggest pop in the history of WWE. Roman Reigns then enters WrestleMania as a challenger in the triple threat. And now you have created controversy between Jay and Jimmy Uso. Jimmy siding with Roman Reigns. And you could put together the dream match that the Usos have always wanted; those two facing each other at WrestleMania and getting their own spotlight. You could do that. The person left out in the cold in that situation is Kevin Owens. I have no idea what he would do in in that situation at that point.
0: That sounds very convoluted, and in in the way that you just convoluted, it's very convoluted in the way that you just uh, broke it down. I would more want to see Jay versus Roman after that. If Jay is the one that costs Roman the championship, I don't even want Roman in the championship match. Now I want to see you Roman know that versus Jay. But all of those routes are convoluted, and it's just—it's going to, like you said, the trickle-down effect.
1: I think it's too much for WWE to change plans right now. And that's why I ultimately don't think it is going to happen. But we—we we have seen momentum. Rise up and and force WWE's hand, and I think maybe they're pot, they may have something up their sleeve. I, I'm not. I'm heading in after last night. I went from there's no way in hell Sami Zayn is winning on on Saturday to I give about two percent chance now. Like uh, that that's where I'm at. I'm at about a two percent chance that Sami Zayn wins. I'm at about a fifteen percent chance he ends up in the title match at WrestleMania. Like it's all going to depend on how, on what they do and how he loses. If, if Jay Uso is the one that costs him, if Jay can actually get into Canada, which Wrestling Observer said that the, the Usos are cleared. For those who are asking in the chat, the Usos can get into Canada. If Jay turns on Sammy, okay, boom, it's your all systems go for that tag team title match, and and that's what the plans are going to be moving forward. But they could find a way. It's possible. It's feasible. It may not be the cleanest scenario but it is feasible to get Sami Zayn into that title match uh at wrestlemania if you really wanted to um obviously elimination chamber coming up this saturday by the way tomorrow on this channel i'm gonna say about noon i think that's when i can get it, get all my work done by about noon tomorrow My conversation with Montez Ford, a one-on-one with Montez Ford, is going to drop ahead of his first-ever Elimination Chamber match this Saturday as he fights for the United States Championship. Uh, I had a great conversation with him, so that will be available uh, here on the YouTube channel at noon and on every podcast channel that you can find us, which is literally everywhere, whether it's Spotify, Apple, iHeartMedia. We are everywhere, Uh, so make sure to tune into that wherever you can. Uh, That will be coming out. Tomorrow. SP3. Before we get into the five count and dive back into a lot of what's going on with, with WWE as we head into WrestleMania season here, or into WrestleMania, excuse me. Got a couple of uh big AEW stories this week, including Wrestling Observer saying, quote, the clock is ticking on the CM Punk situation with him possibly back in a couple of months. Uh the last time we saw CM Punk, obviously, was the, the brawl out. In Chicago, uh, some of us were, were closer to that situation than others. Uh, <laughs> could could feel the heat and the tension in the room. He tore his tricep that night. So it's it's been a lot of all quiet on the Western front, SP3, while he, he heals up. And you think maybe over the course of time, cooler heads would prevail. Maybe guys would get together. Some apologies would be said. According to Dave Meltzer, no, none of that's happening. There's been no mending offenses. There has been no attempt to contact to reach out with one another. Uh, CM Punk is still under contract with AEW. He's still getting his paycheck, just as he would be if the brawl didn't happen because he'd be, you know, rehabbing an injury. Um, if if they're gonna try, and I'm not saying this is what this report is saying, but if they're gonna try to bring back CM Punk here, SP three. Tony Khan has got some some work ahead of him here if he's going to try to get anything done and get all parties involved. I got to think that Tony Khan wants to get CM Punk back on his TV screen. Maybe he's hoping that time heals all wounds, but here we go. We're, we're ticking down here, and uh, it, it doesn't look like that's, that's going to be the case. We all want these guys to to hug and shake hands and, hey, I don't like you, but let's go make some fucking money because everybody wants to see this play out on TV. I'm not getting the feeling that's going to happen. It uh, does not
0: sound like they are making the moves that would make you know fans hopeful. From a CM Punk point of view, I will say CM Punk seems like he does want to come back. Everything that he's put on social media alludes to the fact that he he feels like, you know, he made a difference there. He liked a lot of people there. There are a lot of people that are supporters of CM Punk, whether it be Brody King, FTR, Britt Baker, Jade Cargill, the women's roster. It seemed like there was people that are supporters of CM Punk and view the, the whole brawl out situation as a one-time thing that just didn't work out and had, you know, a a bunch of circumstances behind it but i don't feel tony khan and the management of aew are making the right maneuvers to kind of Put squash things, and maybe maybe it's not, you know, get everybody in the room because maybe that's not feasible with CM Punk recovering. But get everybody on a damn call like all they can do, all they can do if they don't want to be on that call is hang up. But get everybody on a call and try to see if they can get on the same page. Because I've said it once, I'll say it again there are no bigger matches out there for AEW to do than stuff involving CM Punk, whether it's Punk and FTR versus the elite. Whether it's Punk versus Kenny Omega, whether it's CM Punk and Insert Partner versus the Young Bucks, whether it's CM Punk versus MJF Part 3. All those matches involve CM Punk in some way that means That all your biggest matches involve this man and You know the ratings have not looked good In comparison to last year At this time when CM Punk And MJF were cooking were well On their way to revolution The ratings are not the same maybe He is the shot in the arm that AEW needs and Maybe he's the guy that you want to put Over your next big superstar Your next big baby face that you want to build up. I don't know. That's just my point of view, as being you know someone that has watched AEW since the be- the very beginning, from being there live at All In to now. I want to see C. I want to see AEW be successful because it's the best thing for professional wrestling. Absolutely. But this whole thing with, with the Brawl Out has been like a dark cloud over it. It's a smaller dark cloud than it was say in October last year, yeah. but it's still that cloud that may be coming back a little bit closer when CM Punk is healthy and he's still not back, it's still going to be, there's going to be a lot of fans, you know, the vocal minority that's going to be like, where's
1: Punk? We want to see CM Punk. Two separate questions here. One, do you think, and and you may have already alluded to the fact that you think it's so, do you think AEW needs CM Punk to come back? And, and two, do, yes. you, do you think Tony Khan can trust CM Punk to come back? And
0: and play by no, no. Those are two different questions, and I answered them differently. Dude, does AEW need CM Punk as far as his star power, apart as far as like what he meant to their television product? Yes they do like there's uh, There's no it's and's or buts about that But do I trust CM Punk After everything that went down At All Out the brawl out Afterwards the press conference Everything else the promo with Hangman at a page because that seems To be farther and farther away in people's Memories that it all started with that When this dude still Was salty about a promo Where half the people I remember us doing the Podcast after that promo where you Were kind of confused I was like well, it was kind of cool, and, and it was kind of the same things that MJF and Eddie Kingston were saying, so you you didn't, it wasn't even everybody on the same page of, oh, hang, uh, Hangman is going into business for himself, like, it went over so many people's heads, but to CM Punk, he took that as a personal insult, a personal disrespect, even though Hangman out of page worked with you, he dealt with you botching his own move at double or nothing, and still put you over, and yet you're still salty about it after being... For two months like dude like come on grow up just grow up like that's all i want from cm punk i want cm punk back in AEW but he has to really take accountability cuz it's all it feels like with cm punk it's everybody else's fault except for his own
1: it does seem to be his his mo um when when these kind of things do happen <sighs> Part of me can't get over the fact here, SP3, that w- one of the topics we talked about last week was the fact that the Young Bucks teasing the fact that their contract is coming up at, at the end of this year. When I said Tony Khan has an interesting decision to make ahead of himself regarding CM Punk, I, I think it ultimately could come down to who does Tony Khan want in AEW more, CM Punk or the Young Bucks? I think that might ultimately come down to, to to what it is and deciding like who is he going to choose in that situation if he cannot get these guys to come to an amicable situation with this. If they can't get him to shake hands and say, even if they don't want to work together, okay, that's fine. You stay on your side of the locker room. I'll stay on my side of the locker room. You keep your name out of my mouth. I'll keep my name out of your mouth, whatever the hell it is. We don't have to look at each other. We don't have to work with each other. We're both in the same company. Let's all go make some damn money and make this better because we all bring value to this company, to AEW. And I feel like it's it's interesting hearing Cody Rhodes talk about this um, with Ariel Hawani, where he was just disappointed about the whole situation, that it, it, it boiled to that point, feeling like the company has kind of lost what the mission was when it first started. And if you don't, have the young bucks around. And if you don't have possibly Kenny Omega around and it kind of lose focus and lose track of what the mission was with this. I mean, that that's, it's no wonder that the the ratings are starting to trickle down here a a little bit. You got to get some momentum going. And I think they do need CM Punk. And I hope it doesn't come down to a situation where Tony Khan has to choose between the rest of his EVPs after one already left and, and CM Punk, hopefully they can get everything together because like you said, if this company's successful, wrestling is successful. Like competition makes everybody better. That's it's just and as, uh, Cody said it better than I can. There's only so many jobs that are out there, man. And WWE can't hire everybody back. AEW can't bring everybody over. It's it's gonna be interesting to see how this one plays out. Speaking of another talent that is currently. Signed with AEW, at least for a few more weeks. That would be Dax Harwood of FTR teasing a possible return to WWE SP3. Or is this man just trolling us with his latest Instagram post? This man always be working.
0: I mean he does always be working But it was very peculiar uh, That he posted that with the WWE Logo paper On his desk and then he just Deleted the the the, <laughs> the, the, the Post expecting nobody Nobody's gonna say a thing nobody saw That it's alright it's totally Fine but yeah he could Be uh, trolling a little bit Because Dax is worthy of that And this would fall in line with Tony Khan getting all angry uh, About WWE because once again that would be contract tampering if they didn't send him anything because he is still under contract until april of 2023 so if he did have any paperwork from wwe then dex Harwood also just revealed that wwe is in
1: fact contract tampering yeah i don't think there's any doubt about that now i we've had this conversation before uh if you know there's a couple of months left on your deal. I think it, you know, behooves you to do some digging. You know, some people, they know some people talk to your people, talk to my people, what kind of money can I get over there? That kind of stuff happens in in every business. Now where I have a problem is, is what Tony Khan saying that like he had guys that he had just signed like four or five year contracts and WWE was like, Hey, get out of that shit and, and come back over here and, and, and work with me. Uh, that's, that's something I got a bit of an issue with, but um, yeah, the, I don't have a problem if WWE is making an offer to Dax Harwood right now. They want to get him back in the building as, as as quickly as possible. Great, that's fine. I wouldn't mind seeing FTR back in WWE. I think they'd be a great shot to the tag team division, um, and a sign that you know things with the tag team division will continue to improve.
0: Could you imagine SP um, three? I- I'm sorry, um, I don't. <laughs> I don't there's a lot of people in AEW where I'd be like, Yeah, I'm very interested in what they could do in WWE. Like, and even people returning back, I would be very interested in what they could do with WWE. Someone like Malik Black, you know, even even someone who I think is very happy with AEW, like Adam Cole. I would love to see what Triple H would do with him yeah. on the main roster. But FTR, I am sorry. I have saw jack and shit about the tag team division. That makes me interested in seeing FTR back over there what they're going to verse the Uso's again. They're going to verse the new day again. They can verse the street profits. Okay. They never verse the street profits. That'll be fun for until they make, they run that matchup into the ground. Like there is nothing. I mean, there's a bunch of interesting tag teams now that they have, they have, populated a lot of tag teams but how many of those populated tag teams are actually fucking over (laughs) like it's very slim slim pickings when it comes to that
1: yeah there's definitely a lot of Mm. there's i've used this term before that so many talents are still in the getting to know you phase and when you're not on tv every single week it that that's an issue and it's an issue you're running to with certain tag teams it's an issue you're running to into with Uh, A lot of talented uh, people in the women's division. Speaking of the women's division in WWE SP3, let's dive into this. It's time to answer the five count on the Believe Podcast Network. So we thought that the women's elimination chamber field was set, done, complete. Six women fighting it out to fight Bianca Belair at WrestleMania. And then we open up the show with a promo exchange between Becky Lynch and Bailey and Adam Pearce. Becky saying I lost sight of what's important to me. I want into this elimination chamber now that I'm done with Bailey. Bailey refutes those claims. They go back and forth. Adam Pearce books a main event last night, SP3. Becky, Bailey and Bianca in a triple threat. Bianca who interrupted that segment. If Becky or Bailey won, they would win their way into the elimination chamber and thus I believe instantly making them the favorite to win the elimination chamber and face Bianca Belair at WrestleMania. But Bianca won that match last night, meaning neither Becky or Bailey gets into elimination chamber, which means neither one of them is in the title picture ahead of WrestleMania. And you know that is a risky proposition, SP3, when you are a female competitor not in the title picture heading into WrestleMania. I don't usually that means you're in the women's battle royal, like that. that that's where you're at basically. There's not a lot of other women's matches that end up being on the card. But you're talking about two of the all-time greats. You're talking about two of your top female stars that are actually over with the audience. Sp three. So number one here on the five count, Becky Lynch or Bailey, whose fans, right? And we're we're from the fans' perspective. If your team Bailey, your team Becky, who should be more concerned regarding their favorites WrestleMania plans as we are now? What six weeks away here? Oh, it's definitely Bailey. Like, definitely Bailey.
0: This is a woman that when she was on the hottest run of her career as the longest reigning SmackDown Women's Champion, the following WrestleMania, she got left off the card. And wasn't even the host of Wrestlemania she, All she could do is interrupt Titus O'Neil and Terrence from Florida And then get beat up by Nikki and Brie Bella That's all yeah. she could do at Wrestlemania 37 The first show in front of fans In, in almost a year And that's all they could come up for her. So definitely it would be Bailey. The only thing that would make them less concerned Is the fact that Becky Lynch Doesn't also have uh, you know plans for Wrestlemania So that means that they are probably Going to be tied together and the matchup that we talked about last week of what was reported of Lita, Becky, and Trish versus damage control, that seems more likely now to be at WrestleMania. And it was already a match that sounded worthy of being at WrestleMania. Absolutely. So if that's the plan, they should definitely go for it. It then becomes what the hell are we gonna do with the tag team titles then? Um, but you got yeah, you got five, you got five, six weeks, you could get it off of that. You know, you got Rhonda and Shayna with a big tag team matchup. Against Natalia and Shotzi after they t- wash those two ladies, I think maybe we can have Ronda and Sh- Shayna be like, we're challenging immediately because all you have to do is win one freaking match in this women's tag division, and yeah. you're considered the number one contenders anyway. So have Ronda and Shayna make the challenge for next week's SmackDown. Have them beat Damage Control for those titles to get those titles away. So then we have four different. We can have four different women's matches on the two night WrestleMania, I mean, yeah. two per night. I would be good for that. Do Ronda and Shayna. Versus whatever mishmash women's tag teams you want to put together. Liv, Raquel, and all the other ladies you want to get on the card. And then do the damage control six-woman tag with the legends of Trish and Lita and Becky. And then you can do whoever wins the chamber against uh, uh, Bianca Belair. And then Rhea and Charlotte. And literally, uh, just saying that, I realize that only the damage control six-woman tag is the only one that doesn't have issues to it because I am sorry that we were a week later for what we were talking about last week. And after watching SmackDown and watching Charlotte Flair's promo and then to watching raw and seeing how good Rhea Ripley is as a heel, I am still fucking confused on why that was the decision. (laughs) I'm still confused. And then when you have the six women that are in the elimination chamber in front of a Brooklyn crowd, and none of them, even though they booked Oscar to look like a beast, none of them was over. That crowd—you could have heard a pin drop in in Sheepset Bay of Brooklyn from the from the from the Barclays Center. The Barclays Center was so quiet i was i was definitely scared and i was just like after watching that match i was like yeah i'm kind of hoping that becky or bailey wins this match to make it more interesting and maybe the fans have someone they could get interested in because boy oh boy did they not care about any of those women in that matchup thus this matchup with Bianca Belair, it, it's a travesty that they have built up Bianca Belair so strong for the past year, and she's going to have a match that is going to lead a lot of help. You're going to need Paul Heyman helping out Triple H with this to to bring some of the, that bloodline magic into getting a matchup with Bianca Belair over, because any of these women, even Asuka, I'm going to have an issue with getting interested in it, because... With Asuka and and Bianca It's going to be a great match We all know I I know Rhea and Charlotte's going to be a great match That's not the point (laughs) I'm asking you to make me care about the match Before we actually get there And I don't don't feel like I'm going to care about Rhea and Charlotte I don't feel like I'm going to care about Bianca and Asuka Because those are two women where I'm going to be like I want to cheer both of them And with Rhea and Charlotte I'm going to be like I want to boo both of y'all So it's like (laughs) This is why you should have flip-flopped the decision.
1: Uh, I will. I will hold. We. The, there's still plenty of time. Plenty of time. All right. You know. It's. It's. It's Valentine's Day. We got until April 1st. All right. We got to get through these next five days. Elimination Chamber is the last roadblock, and then it's all systems go. So I. I want to. I actually want to see Charlotte and Rhea, actually be in the same ring on the same show at the same time with one another. And see how that story starts to unfold before I pass my ultimate judgment, because I said I think it made a ton of sense to put those two together from a storyline perspective, although I respect and I understand your viewpoint, SP3. Now, as far as Becky and Bailey are concerned, yeah, absolutely. The question is Bailey here, because I p- part of me thinks that based off of what we saw between Becky's opening promo and what we saw on social media with that shot of, of Becky on the on the ring you know sitting next to the the barricade where she's got her hand on her head like what what do I got to do part of me is thinking they're giving her the Seth Rollins storyline from last year they're just transferring it from from husband to wife it is well what's Becky Lynch going to be doing at WrestleMania what's my match going to be at WrestleMania how am I going to get on Becky freaking Lynch I can't be held off of the WrestleMania card right the only issue with that is there ain't no female Cody Rhodes out there that's going to answer that challenge unless it's Mercedes Monet. Like that's, that's like it, but that's it. That, that that's, that's the one that's, that's the one free agent that's out there that could actually make a pa. So if they decided to push off the six woman tag match, which again, wasn't set in stone, but that's what was reported was that it was going to be Becky and Trish and Lita versus damage control okay, that makes all the sense in the world. And with Dakota Kai still being injured, that very well could have been why it didn't happen this weekend and why it might happen at WrestleMania. And I would be all for that because Lita deserves a damn WrestleMania match. I've said that a million times. She's only had one. It was like four minutes long and she's 0-1. Like, get this woman her damn WrestleMania moment. I hope she wins the fucking match. Personally, uh, everybody else has had their mania moments. Not, not Dakota or EO, but you get my point. Uh, So I would be fine with that. The only other thing that I could possibly think of with Becky is if you can't get Trish to come around for for WrestleMania is you have Lita and Becky team up to challenge damage control and you can put Ronda and, and Shayna in there as well and have a triple threat match for the tag team titles. There are options for Becky. I don't know what the options for Bayley are if she's not in the match with Becky at this point, which is why I believe that Bayley is the answer here. Speaking of Seth Rollins SP3, I absolutely, and I, I I don't say this often. I really enjoyed Ms. TV last night. Okay. I do not say that often. Usually this is my bathroom break segment, all right? Because it's 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 cookie cutter stuff, right? Every week. But Seth coming out this week in the big ass red boots, dancing around, ducking the questions about Logan Paul until he finally gets pissed off and he calls Ms. Mike and starts talking about why he doesn't want to discuss Logan Paul in this wrestling ring, because Logan Paul has no love for this business. He doesn't deserve to be mentioned in this ring. He's only here to be famous and to, you know, take selfies and this, that, and the other thing, and really kind of unveil the truth behind his hatred of Logan Paul. The fact that it always boils down to WrestleMania with Seth Rollins. It always boils down to it. It's not just the fact that Logan Paul is here to be famous and he doesn't love this. It's the fact that Logan Paul, quote unquote, in kayfabe, doesn't really try at this, just came in off the street and does this spectacularly, could be an all-time great if he put everything into it. But the fact that this guy just shows up off the street, doesn't care, is just they're collecting a paycheck to get YouTube viewers, and this mf'er cost me my WrestleMania main event by tossing me over the top rope of the Royal Rumble. He does not deserve my attention. It always comes down to the main event with Seth Rollins sp 3 He's not going to get in this year. And at this point in his career, as we progress further and further down, the question has to be asked, do you believe that Seth Rollins will ever main event WrestleMania? Because right now he feels like Aaron Rodgers. Yes, he won that big match early in his career in the main event, but he wasn't on the marquee. He was a last second edition. He wants the pub. He wants to be billed as the main event. Hasn't been able to get back to the Super Bowl since. I think that's a great comparison. Seth Rollins is the Aaron Rodgers of WWE. Does Seth Rollins get back to the Super Bowl? Uh,
0: I don't know. I, I, this is one where I would just say would it, my gut is telling me uh, yes. That eventually they'll they'll give him one of those Shawn Michaels or like Shawn Michaels in his career or come back in WrestleMania 23, and you know someone else gets injured and and he fills in. That's what I think. That's the way that Seth Rollins will probably finally get the main event. But my head is telling me nope. It ain't gonna happen, it ain't gonna happen because he's he's not Roman Reigns, he's not Cody Rhodes, he's he's not the, the, the part-time star that's gonna return, he's not Brock Lesnar, and there's so many of those names, and you got the women also that are able to main event WrestleMania, and it just seems like every time Seth comes close. Someone else is in his way. The only other time that he got close after WrestleMania 31 was WrestleMania 35 with the, you know, winning the Royal Rumble, going to face uh, Brock Lesnar. And then his wife was more over than him. And the the women were already the plan even before his wife became more over than him yeah. to be the main event of WrestleMania. So there and was it, nothing. There was nothing Seth could do to change that. So
1: and if it wasn't her, it would have been Kofi.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Kofi would have been the second option. So out of all the three big matches, he was third on that list, too. So, uh, yeah, it just seems like, yeah, he's going to be the nearly man, nearly at the main event of WrestleMania. He had the cash in and he can always live on that. But sorry, Seth. I don't I my head is
1: telling me no. Yeah, it's you would have thought he would have had multiple by now. Like, really, as 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 great as he is, as as much as WWE is lean on, as much of a company man as he is, as much as he has the backing of Triple H, right? Which, then again, maybe not. Because what was, like, the first thing that Triple H did when he came in here? He pulled Mr. SummerSlam off the SummerSlam card for the benefit of a show in the UK. like tri- Like, on storyline. And I don't know what their relationship is like. I don't know. You know, I'm I'm just speculating here from an outsider's perspective. Looking in, I can see stuff that has happened with Seth Rollins, and I'm going. Does, does does Triple H think he's annoying? Like, what what is going on here? Is there some? Are they not vibing together right now? Because it constantly feels like to steal a line from Seth Rollins, one of his interviews. It constantly feels like he's being slighted, and he's felt like he's been slighted since Triple H took over. And now his match at WrestleMania this year is going to be against a YouTuber, right? At, when you boil it down, his match at WrestleMania this year is going to be against a YouTuber. Now, he's going to do a fantastic job selling that match. Remember, he sold the match with Cody off of a rumor and nothing else last year. And so far, he's doing a hell of a job of making me want to watch this match without having Logan Paul's rebuttal. And as a matter of fact, that might be the best way to sell this match is to keep Logan Paul off of TV as much as possible. But
0: if, I think if, I think you want Logan Paul on TV, especially because they're they're... Pit, they're they're making him what he's going to be most effective as is the heel in this story. The 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 issues with Logan Paul buildups with Roman Reigns and with The Miz is that they tried to position Logan Paul in what he thought he thought he was the babyface and that's not the fact. But him going against Seth Rollins I think is the right move because Seth is a babyface now. Logan can be the heel and it works very they they they're just a position will work very well against each other.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and it and it's going to be a great match because Logan Paul, um, you know what whatever Seth says about him in kayfabe or not, which is part of the reason why I love Seth is because he blurs the lines of reality and kayfabe so damn well. Uh, that match is going to be great because they're both incredible competitors, and Seth is you know going to make it work, and Logan's going to be great. And but to answer the question, man, I I don't. So I don't know. It's hard to say yes at this point, because like you said, it always seems that something happens. It doesn't matter how over he is. It doesn't matter how hot he is. I feel like if he's going to get it, it's going to be on a year that he shouldn't be there. Like it, it's going to be the makeup. It's going to be the lifetime achievement award at the Oscars. Like that's what it's going to be is like, oh, well, we're sorry that Roman Reigns got, you know, he was our guy for seven straight years Our bad. Here you go. We'll, we'll give you one. That feels like what it's going to be. But. I don't think it's going to matter in the end of Seth as long as he gets there. Yeah. Uh, The match that I am looking forward to most this weekend, SP three is still the men's elimination chamber match. And it is the, the, the dynamic of these six is fascinating to me. And I wrote about this for cage side seats this week, trying to trying to handicap the field on this match. I still think that Austin theory is the overwhelming favorite, but that doesn't mean I'm necessarily thinking that Austin Theory is going to win the match necessarily. I keep going back and forth between, I think, two or three guys here who I could see walking out of this. And again, for the betterment of the rest of the card on WrestleMania, and we talked about this last week, and I love your idea of using the United States Championship to enhance an Austin Theory-John Cena program. But I mean, there's a lot else that you could set up. Part of which I talked with Montez Ford, by the way, you'll hear that uh, in that interview tomorrow, uh, that you could set up for WrestleMania with that. And I've gone back and forth. Of Oh, well, Austin Theory is definitely retaining. That's what makes most sense. Yeah, but wait a minute. They really could heat up Montez Ford here and, and give him. He's the one doing media this week. That would make a ton of sense. And then I watched Bronson Reed as absolutely obliterate people. And I'm going, who the hell is beating that MFR and now I'm on the Bronson Reed train, so I'll ask you, true or false, Bronson Reed should be considered a real contender to win... False.
0: False, because, I'm sorry, yeah, I've been loving Bronson Reed destroying people on Monday Night Raw, but he did it to absolute silence on Monday (laughs) in... Yeah, and I haven't heard big reactions for anything but the tsunami when he does wrestle. So I think that he's going to have a nice run in it. He might be even the MVP of the match, but do I think it's a contender to win the title? Mm, I don't know. But I mean, I also thought that Gallus was the least over at NXT Avengers Day, and then they won the tag team title. So maybe he can. That should have been
1: been absolutely. And if you're going to make a title change there, Hell, the story is set up for pretty deadly. It was it was New Day pretty deadly the whole time. And then Dallas went. I don't know. That that made no sense. If you're going to make a title change, just give it to freaking Chase U. That's what they, they should have done here. I, I think Bronson Reed is an absolute contender. It's going to be interesting, though, how this man gets beat. That, that's my question. Is this guy has been set up as an absolute monster? Yes, it's been against Akira Tozawa. Yes, it has been against Mustafa Ali. And yes, it's been against Dolph Ziggler. All much smaller opponents. Is there anybody inside the chamber that really compare? Maybe Damian Priest, big boy, about, but he's still about forty pounds lighter than than Bronson Reed. All I ask is, give me a big ass tsunami off the top of the pod. I want a tsunami off the top of the pod. I want. Montez I don't know Florida. about that, Chief. <laughs> I don't know
0: if that pod can support his full body weight, three
1: hundred and thirty pounds. We'll see. I it, it's going to be that. interesting. But we are going to dive into all the possibilities and more uh, on our Elimination Chamber prediction show that will drop this Thursday with Andrew Thompson from Post Wrestling. So make sure to check that out. All right, SP3. We talked about it earlier on in the show. Switch, me, Switchblade J. White. Easy for me to say. Seems to be done with New Japan Pro Wrestling. Where is this man going next? Well, I would want him
0: I, I have like thought about all the Personal po- possibilities I would want him to go To AEW Because he art he has A story kind of already Written for him based on the little Teaser that we got on Rampage This Wednesday on Dynamite They have an interview, a sit down interview with Renee Paquette and Adam Cole And Adam Cole says he has somebody in mind For his opponent at Revolution And if we remember Adam Cole's last match at Forbidden Door. He was pinned by who? Switchblade Jay White. Switchblade AJ White was pretending to be His friend and didn't didn't even want to give him a shot At the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship so sublime Booking would be Switchblade signing with AEW and beating A returning babyface Adam Cole to make him one of the top Heels in AEW and then You have a long term story there where you can Build up Adam Cole as like the New babyface who's trying to come Back and then eventually Switchblade Can become champion and Adam Cole Can beat him for the title and then you got two you have a baby face and a new heel that you could build AEW about but my gut my head are telling me switchblade jay white is going to sign with WWE and most likely will debut after WrestleMania and that's why when rick messaged me Jay White's going to do a debut at WrestleMania 39 I'll put money how much you want to bet I was like I'll bet a lot of money he's not coming at WrestleMania 39 he'll that's probably exactly come the raw after sense. the raw after WrestleMania but not WrestleMania 39
1: I never said he was, I was just saying how much you want to bet.
0: How much you going to bet? And I said a lot, and you never answered me. So I just took well, that. Because I was
1: partially being facetious. I'm trying to find what I actually said, but we messaged each other anyway. It was, it wasn't, it wasn't a while. I'm sitting there saying, I'm not, I'm not going. Louis Dangor saying he's showing up and he's going to be the leader of of the OC and he's going to well, fill that- in. All, all
0: Louis, all Louis Dangor ah. did was watch, watch my content and watch my Twitter handle. And my, I've been saying this for months. I've been saying that the 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 the. The logical booking that WWE would do is have him come in, him recruit uh, Gallows and Anderson. You're paying them for five-year contracts, and you just have them sitting at home because they have a clause in their deal that says if they're not going to be used, they can sit at home. Might as well use them if AJ's going to be out for a while. He recruits them. He becomes the new leader of Dollar Value Bullet Club. I mean the OC, and then you eventually do Switchblade versus AJ Styles in a feud. That just makes sense that just makes sense on how WWE books things what they would do
1: there. Uh my my gut tells me. I I look, I can't I can't say anything better than than what you just did because I agree with literally everything that you just said. The story and everything that they could do makes sense and it would be better television probably uh in AEW. My gut tells me this man's going to take the bag. He's going to come over. He's going to sign with WWE and hopefully he is treated as a top level heel that could be fighting over the WWE universal championship with a Cody Rhodes. Like that, that's what I would hope is that this man comes in and he's an immediate player because this guy is one of the best heels in wrestling period at the end of the day. And if that's, what's going to happen. Great. I, I that's what should happen. Uh what will probably happen is, yeah, he he's going to hang around with Gallows and Anderson and meet and Wait till AJ Styles comes back. That's probably what's going to happen. uh We got a couple minutes here left. SP three. Uh, Tony Khan said a lot of things this week. A lot, a lot, a lot of things. Talking about wars and tampering, and we we talked about that a little bit early in the show. But one thing that he also talked about, or at least he was asked about while doing some media this week, is the possibility of adding more pay per views to their schedule. And I absolutely loved his answer, which was basically, "Hell no, not until we get a streaming service together here," because. Asking people to pay $50 for a special event, especially when WWE has WrestleMania available for $9, bucks, is a tough ask. And doing it more than four times a year? Nuh-uh. And and part of what Tony Khan does so well is making shows outside of pay-per-views feel like those big shows that you would get a la a money in the bank or an extreme rules or something of that nature. He makes dynamites and, and rampages feel big so he doesn't have to put on these pay-per-view events every single month uh like WWE does. But WWE, you know, they, they still have their big four. AEW all they have is the four. I don't think they need any more than that, you uh well they have
0: five now because you have to
1: include forbidden door. Uh yes uh, that's true.
0: So, so yeah, I think I think raising it one was fine last year because of how great Forbidden Door was, and it's a different from every other AEW show because of the new Japan involvement. But I agree, yeah, they should not be looking at more pay per views unless they're under a streaming service. I've been saying it for years. Them on HVL Max just makes a whole world of sense for yes. Warner Brothers uh Discovery for AEW. Just do it already. Just nah, do it. What do you do?
1: I already have a subscription. Just go to HBO. That's fine. Yeah, yeah, just go to HBO Max. You can, you, you, you can, if you if you want to
0: make it a special tier of HBO Max, I, I don't mind paying an extra three dollars on my subscription sure. to get some I mean, AEW I don't have to AEW content. Pay
1: Fifty bucks for All Out and all those other ones that I can't I can't fly to. And- and and I can finally have a place to watch old
0: Dynamite episodes. That's the big thing. Yes. Like the old Dynamite episodes. Like they, I've had so many, so many conversations about. You know, especially this year with with the January 11th in Los Angeles that had Escalera de la Muerte and Danielson versus Takeshna and Hangman versus Moxley. Two A couple of weeks back when we had Hangman and Moxley three on the same episode as Darby and Joe three last week when we had Roosh and Danielson and MJF and Tikeshna Keshna and the Elite versus Top Fox, like all these episodes. I'm like, is this one of the greatest episodes in Dynamite history? Is this one of the greatest episodes of Dynamite history? It'd be nice if I could just pop on HBO Max and be like, hey, this was a great episode of Dynamite. And I can actually do a ranking. It makes me, it can give me more content. I'm all about more content. Let me be able to access all of that, please. You've got all these pay per views. You've done 30 something pay per views already. Yo not 30 something but like 15 or so the pay per views already or or 12 whatever the number is pay-per-views already you've done all these episodes of dynamite all these episodes of rampage i need it all in one place and i hope that with the negotiations that is going down for their new tv deal that we can get them on a streaming service
1: uh the chat bringing up a good point. Tony Khan is already booking uh eight pay-per-views if you count the three additional ones for for Ring of Honor that uh, that he puts on. So, uh no,
0: he, that's that's
1: AEW and Ring of Honor.
0: That's yeah. let's yeah. just say it's just five AEW pay-per-views and then he has three for ROE. That's Tony Khan. That's not AEW. You're Tony right. Khan I know. has well, Tony
1: Khan's a booker. There. He's got he's got plenty that is that is stretched thin for him. I did want to bring up uh one other thing before we wrap up SP3 going back to J.Y. Uh, mcasp are we overlooking uh impact being a no we're not
0: because why would you why would you be a he accomplished everything he can in new japan to the point that as a character as a performer he was a big fish in a small pond why would you go to another small pond and be a big fish there too when You know, I would love to see him against Speedball, Mike Bailey. I would love to see him against Alex Shelley again. Him and Alex Shelley had one of the most underrated matches of 2022. Him and Josh Alexander would be an epic main event. But. He's he is the type of guy he needs to be in one of those top promotions. So the real options are WWE, AEW. You could say Impact is like the third tier. I think that it, it's less likely that he's going to New Japan of USA or Impact Wrestling because he's the type of guy that deserves to be in those top promotions.
1: All right. What you got going on on True Heel Heat this week?
0: Well, today we dropped a new interview, True Heels BTR, with Sam Adonis of uh, Triple Lucha Libre, Triple A. He's got a big match coming up on Saturday for Warrior Wrestling against Storm Grayson. We talked about that. We talked about the rivalry between Triple A and CMLL, what it's like working in the United States and Mexico, being a heel and babyface in two different places. And we also talked about how that rivalry between Triple A and CMLL affected him getting an opportunity in new japan so check it out it's up on the true hill heat youtube channel right now
1: awesome uh again guys if we get to 600 subscribers by the end of this month one of y'all lovely people is gonna win 50 dollars either wwe shop or shop aew so make sure to hit that subscribe button if you haven't already tell your friends if they are wrestling fans where they can find us here on believe in pro wrestling right here on the youtube channel and anywhere podcasts are available as well so pound that subscribe button please Love to give uh, give away free money. I love giving away free money because that means that this channel continues to grow. My conversation with Montez Ford will drop tomorrow at noon, talking all things Elimination Chamber. Until then, this has been the Believe in Pro Wrestling Podcast, brought to you by Bet Online. Thank you for listening to Believe.